what's up, dudes? What's up, dude? What's up, what? boys? That was a fourth voice. Wait, what's who? Up? Who was that? Who's on the line? We've got Corbin Duncan, little brother of everyone's third favorite host of this podcast, Garrett Duncan. Let's go. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Corbin. I won't refute it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Excited. Happy to have you. We got a lot on the docket tonight. Which is long overdue, by the way, having oh. Corbin on the podcast. We went an entire <laughs> season without having you on last year. Wild. Yeah, very long overdue. Um, yeah, but we had a... We, we made it. I yeah. want to hear your fantasy football philosophy, and, and it's going to happen tonight, folks. I've got a lot of hot takes ready to throw out there, so... Love to hear it. Yeah, I feel like Corbin has, has gotten better at fantasy every year. I mean, he's like a... He's a budding star. This is a guy you want to stash on your, your fantasy <laughs> football analyst out there. Um, Start following him now. He's, he's, he's about to get big. Exactly. The ceiling's unlimited. Yep. Unlimited. <laughs> um, welcome. I guess. Uh, what? Uh, what? Are, what have people been up to, Gary? What? What did you do this weekend? I uh, Sunday morning was about to watch a game with Braden, who's still in town. We were just going to be a great time. Ten o'clock rolls around. A.M. I get a ticket from my boss. He's like, "You want to go to the game today?" And that means free food. That means free drinks. You're basically sitting in a suite, and it's the best way to ever experience a Vikings game. So it was a no-brainer. Dropped, <laughs> dropped my plans with my friends. I was like, sorry, guys. Ditching you. Going to the game. So, yeah. And what a game saying. to go to. What a game to go to. School Vikes. School Vikes. School Vikes, baby. And it was hilarious because I was right there the second he got that text. And he was, was like, what the heck? Like, and I was like, what? And I just thought he was about to tell me like a, something crazy happened. And then he was like, I got tickets to Club Purple. And I was like, go Garrett. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty so, hyped. I don't think I told you guys this. When I went to the game against the Lions a couple weeks ago, we got tickets from Sarah's dad. And we were in 205, I think it was. And we like walk up to our seats. And then we had to go to the bathroom before the game. So we like walked up the section into what was Club Purple. And got stopped because we had to have a had to have yeah, a yeah you had to have a wrist stamped. So I'm pretty sure we could have got in had we just walked around front, but we never tried because oh, it seemed like it was you would have you would you would have never left. Just <laughs> 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 free food and drinks at, at the Vice game sound pretty nice. And I mean, Kirk, best first half he's ever had with us. Terrible second half. Um, then the until it mattered. Yeah, until it mattered. Yeah, he's been he's been clutch. I mean, a lot of his career with the Vikings, but we, we squeaked out another crazy win. Cam Dantzler gets the game stealing, <laughs> forced fumble, takeaway. Smith uh, against Amir Smith Marset, who the Vikes cut earlier this year. Perfect. Poetic, fun to watch. Three straight wins for the Vikes. Skull Vikes. Got Miami next week. Um, maybe no Teddy. And, maybe no Tua. Yeah, and then the bye. So if the if the Dolphins are depleted, the Vikes could. Could really be on a roll going into the bye here. Five and one would be a great spot to sit going into the bye. Unreal. Yeah. We can we can touch on Vikes talk a little bit later. A um, couple other quick things to hit on. Um, Vikes as dominant as they have been, the Panthers have been less dominant. They fired Matt Rule <laughs> this last week, and their their defensive quarter coordinator Phil Snow. Very also long overdue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean Matt Matt Rule shouldn't have made it through last season. He did. I shouldn't have made it to the beginning of this season, and he did. And every single week since, he should have been fired. I I don't I know for a fact the Panthers won't be worse, but, but I don't know if they're going to be any better. <laughs> just they're in shambles. 
He's one of those guys that the first season he looked like he was going to be amazing and then he just completely fell off. And now they're at a point where it looks like Sam Darnold might come in to save the day over Baker Mayfield. You know you're just at a low. Baker Mayfield's hurt. He's out Yeah, he's, he's on IR. And uh, so who's their starting quarterback? B.J. Walker? Walker? Is it not Sam Darnold? No, Darnold's – he's on IR. He sells oh, a little Darnold's bit longer. B.J. Walker's going to come in and ball. And Matt Corral, who they drafted in the third round, is on IR. So, Ooh, oh, that's right. Interesting. Um, last thing I had written down here, Garrett, you wanted to, to do a little bit of bragging, I think. I um, did. Uh, throughout the season so far, well, kind of, Braden's missed a week or two there. Yes. Uh, we have been doing a pick challenge, just straight money line on the game. You basically, you, you bet the winner. Yeah, pick every matchup. Pretty simple. Um, currently, I am ranked in the 99.8 percentile on ESPN. For the weekly picks. Jesus. I'm ranked like number 2,000. <laughs> out of all these people that do this on ESPN, uh, I am seven picks short of uh, a first place. Through five weeks. That's, Through five weeks. Yeah. yeah. So first place has 58 picks correct, and I've got 51. Not bad. Wow. It's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been pretty good. I had a great week this last week. I think I picked 13 of 16. Nice job. We got to we got to start doing some uh, sixteen leg parlays. <laughs> we got to actually start betting on this, Garrett. Uh, we got we got insider here, but uh, that's what we got here for the intro. It's time to get into our puff puff pieces. Um, our favorite story of the last week, a funny Reddit thread, Twitter post, whatever, and the best one easily for them this last week. No one question. Uh, someone tweeted out a video. What is happening on the Giants sideline in London? And this this Giants player has got his pants like half down over his butt cheeks, and he is just getting worked on by the trainer on maybe his thigh somewhere in the front, just pounding him. Uh, and then uh, someone immediately tweeted out, "Breaking: Deshaun Watson has requested a trade to the Giants effective immediately." That was that was a great comment, but I think my favorite still that I've seen is. Giants start four and one and have a fifty percent off OnlyFans sale. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh man, it was great. Yeah, best hopefully. video of the year, I think. Oh yeah, gotta be. <laughs> um, on a more serious note, another headline that just popped out yesterday was that the Bills are reaching out to potentially trade for Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you got to make a call, but. There's no way this has any merit to it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a win-win for anyone. I guess except for the real Bills' chances of winning a Super Bowl. Like he's not going to hurt their team. But for me, as a fantasy owner, that doesn't help his value. No, no, I'd say it hurts his value as a fantasy owner. However, if you're a Bills fan, it'd <laughs> be awesome. <laughs> That's the best case scenario. Super team. Yeah, but uh, I mean, nothing's proven to be true yet. The the trade deadline in the NFL usually yields nothing. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I hope we get an NBA type trade deadline this year. Uh, be just like deals firing right <laughs> at the deadline. Well, I haven't heard rumors about DJ Moore, but that one even seems less likely, honestly, just his age and you know, that you just signed a big deal and everything, but the, the rumors are flying about the fire sale. That's for sure. Yeah. They got to rebuild. Um, last thing, this one really blew me away. Uh, fantasy related Damian Pierce, uh, had 17 missed tackles forced on runs versus the Jaguars last week. That's the most that PFF has ever recorded in a single game. Okay, now to be fair, 10 of those missed tackles came on one run. <laughs> so, yeah, 100%. 
I mean, some players missed him twice on that run. I mean, that was an incredible run to get down to the two, ends up pounding it in. But 17 missed tackles, it's insane. It was the beastliest run, too. It was, I mean, the closest thing since, a, since beast mode to me. I mean, just watching people flying, just like bouncing off of them like that, just unreal. He looks pretty good. He does look good. Um, there's a lot of good rookie running backs out there. My, my boy Brees Hall had a monster week. Ken Walker's now got the, the leading job. And I think that's going to lead us into our waiver talk, you know, recap any trades from the week here. Um, obviously, waivers haven't processed yet at the time of our recording. Yeah, we're doing Tuesday night. We yeah. got uh, damn J- Justin's wedding this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to sabotage our pod as always. But we'll, we'll go and we'll celebrate with Jesse. It'll be a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's who we're going to hang out with most Jesse. of the weekend. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, we didn't really have any waiver reactions. Uh, we'll get into kind of our, our, our stashes, our budding stars, but, um, I, I did have a couple notes, uh, Corbin, uh, it sounded like your opponent tonight in want to talk trash, yeah. uh, spent up pretty big on waivers last week. <laughs> um, yeah, so this isn't a, so this isn't a dynasty league, so that has to be known. Okay, uh, but <laughs> it doesn't necessarily make it. It's worse than a dynasty. No, yeah, it's better in a dynasty. So we asked. We had asked him on the inside on this. He says he started with thirty, got nervous, went to sixty nine, and then said, "Screw it, I'm going ninety nine dollars to get Teddy." <laughs> <laughs> and then Teddy gets concussed. Yeah, like, Teddy get first, first game in the yeah. first draft. Is this <laughs> super flex? <laughs> Yeah, this is super flex, yeah. Okay, yeah. that would make sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he, he wanted a starting quarterback. He got him, spent a lot, and he, he played one drive, got zero points. I've heard crazy stories in those leagues of people's, you know, trading first. I mean, well, now it looks good, but at the time it was when Cooper Rush got the emergency start when, when Dak got hurt. It's crazy. Just let, when you need that quarterback, you got to do some crazy things. Guys, Cooper, Cooper Rush right now is definitely making himself to be, like, the next Chase Daniel. Uh, <laughs> this dude is going to be a backup forever. Yeah, like, just, he's going to play a, a few games this season. Maybe, probably not. He'll get his, like four to six mil every year for the next like eight years, just banking cash on <laughs> starting a couple games and winning, but despite of his play, he's never lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to have that guy in your squad. It's almost like the limitations of Cooper Rush, like cause the Dallas coaches to get out of their own way and have to simplify things so much. And it's like, they should almost keep a good thing going. You mean get the ball to Tony Pollard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Beat him. Um, now, I did have a trade that just happened in our main Gimme Some League uh, oh, an, hour an hour ago. ago uh, that I, It is the first trade that I have not immediately pushed through as commissioner of a league uh, since I started being commissioner back in 2014. Um, because it's, it's not very good on paper here. And I want you to, to tell me, you know, why I should push it through right now. Yeah. I mean, I am on the, uh, what some may look at being the beneficiary of this trade. Um, I was in trade discussion with Brayden, ironically. And, uh, while we're discussing potential players to move around, I log on to the app, open up. ESPN, I'm like, oh, I got I got a trade offer. Click on it, and I was offered without any prior discussion. Najee Harris for my James Robinson. Half and you accepted. 
it's it's a no brainer. Except, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I I immediately tell Braden, well, I gotta do this, and then I hit accept. <laughs> yeah, that's so, exactly what he did. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, James Robinson coming off his two worst weeks of the season, the possibly getting back into a even timeshare, maybe slightly ETN. Who really knows? However, um, Najee's also coming off uh, his probably his worst week as a pro. Um, and that's after having a pretty slow start to the season. Um, James Robinson has been a better back this season than Najee Harris. Um, he has more points this season. However, uh, I think that most people have trade charts are going to put Najee higher. I'd say um, everyone. Especially given his draft capital that you use to get him. Um, and he is really a workhorse. So it's a no-brainer trade for me. Um, why should you accept it? Because a guy thinks he's making his team better. I'm going to talk to him tomorrow and actually try and understand how he thinks he's making his team better. He's currently in last place. He has, has the five. worst roster yeah. in the league. Well, the, he, he has the worst roster now, in the league. Zach, and now, Zach, he just here's what I would have to say. highest ceiling player remaining on his team for James Robinson, who's declining. Right. But you, 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 can't, you can't accept him making a trade for Devonta Smith and Rashad Bateman for Jamar Chase? Absolutely can, because Devonta Smith blew up. Devonta Smith had that ceiling where he could sort of maybe match what Jamar Chase is doing, plus Rashad Bateman had a good couple weeks. This is this trade happened after the first two weeks, I think. Right. I, I, it, it was not a good trade. I think that Mitch lost that one as well, but, but Jamar Chase <laughs> hasn't done anything since their trade. Now, I'm not going to go too much into this because I don't feel like I ever need to be in a position of defending a trade that I made when I was offered the trade with zero trade discussion. Now, if he comes out and saying, I'm tanking for some reason, maybe I get it. I'm okay. reversing that. However, this isn't a dynasty. This isn't doesn't put you in a better position in any future year or make you in a worse position in any future year. Worst case scenario, you have a punishment, but like, why? Why would you want to? Like, why? Why? Why would you set yourself up to lose to take on a punishment? The dude's zero and five. He, he wants to switch some things up. That's that's how I see it. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll move on from this. I was just a little flabbergasted by that one. Um, sorry for going off on a tangent, everybody. But I, if I can weigh him really fast, sure, sure, I, just, sure. I have to say I did think. If, if, you know, if the discussion is vetoing two trades, like I, I agree with Gary where I think that then the Jamar Chase great, uh, trade should have been vetoed. I actually think that's optically worse. But I'm also a big believer in just, you know, really, unless it's a case of collusion overall, um, then, you know, you just let the owners make their moves. Absolutely. Never, uh, never reject or veto a trade unless it's a, a form of collusion, which I'm, I need to find out. Is Mitch trying to make his team worse? <laughs> or because make that's what it looks like. Uh, now, again, closing point. Um, <laughs> Got to move on here. Soon. James Robinson has 16 more points on the season than Najee Harris right now. Najee <laughs> Harris is averaging nine to James Robinson's 12.2. And, and a non-savvy just... owner could easily be looking at who is a top-ranked player, where can I take advantage of their differences, and go for that. So... We don't know. Talk to Mitch and find out what you can find out. I'm curious to know because I was I was upset at the Jamar Chase trade too. I'm like, you're trading this to Keaton, yeah. who already has the best roster in the league, and you just made him so much stronger. Now, has that benefited him so far? Not really. Jamar Chase hasn't done anything. 
but it's Jamar Chase, and you think that he's going to. And the same thing with Najee. Has he done anything so far? No, but he probably is going to. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on to our budding stars. Um, we're going to be talking about guys that are available in less than 50% of leagues, less than 25% of leagues. Now, these percentages I don't think have been updated since last week <laughs> um, because waivers have a process, things, teams haven't changed. We, we wanted to highlight a few guys that we think are stash-worthy, um, that might be on waivers, that um, you should go get. And so, Garrett, you want to lead us off with your guy that's owned in less than 50% of leagues. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Alexander Madison. He's actually seeing work in this Vikings offense. Um, he's not someone you want to start in a, in a flex position right now, um, just like with Dalvin Cook healthy. But we're getting to the point where running backs are going down. The season is... is Stuff's happening in the season, and having handcuffs at this point in the season is so huge. To avoid having to pay for them on waivers, they're already in your lineup, or they're already on your team. I mean, he's probably a top three handcuff at this point. So go get him if you have the space for him. I'm not saying drop George Pickens, but yeah, you, you drop him, or you can pick somebody up that you... Can manage without. That's my guy. Great, Braden. Yeah, well, this is definitely a product of the, the ownership percentages I've been switched. He will not be fifty percent tomorrow. Um, I, it's also a little bit of a victory lap because I chose him last week. But I gotta say, Ken Kenneth Walker. Um, you know, he's gonna be the hottest waiver out of the week unless you're a huge Taysom Hill fan. Um, <laughs> and you know, the guy's set up to crush this year, and I'm excited to see what he does. But I definitely took that went took the easy way out on this one. But I. Said a little victory lap. Corbin, who's your guy? Yeah, I went with I went with James Cook here. Um, I just think you know it might be a couple weeks early for him uh, to be added to your roster, but if you have a spot, it's worth the stash. I think he could have a big um, second half of the year, especially after the buy, if the team starts to look at you know people who have been productive but not getting the playing time they might deserve. So, could see him having a bigger role in this offense. Unless they trade for McCaffrey, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, my guy, I, I, I didn't want to touch on the same people that we, we did last week, so uh, I highlighted Hayden Hurst, tight end for uh, Cincy. Um, he's been getting a lot of targets, uh, consistent guy. You know, People thought Tyler Conklin was going to be this consistent floor tight end that you could rely on to you know, get you 5 to 14 points every week. And uh, I think Hayden Hurst might actually be that guy. He's in a better offense, better quarterback, Joe Burrow. Um, so if you, you need that waiver tight end, um, there's no reason Hayden Hurst can't finish the year in that 6 to 10 range as tight ends with how barren it is out there. Totally. Um, Everyone remember C.J. Uzama and Hayden Hurst is probably more talented than C.J. Uzama last year. So. I, unquestionably. So. <laughs> um, and then to, to follow that up, my guy owned in less than 25% of leagues that I think you should stash, um, who I did stash in a couple of leagues last week. Uh, was Khalil Shakir, uh, the rookie wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think he had three like three catches for like 50 yards and a touchdown last week. Um, so you, you love to see that when uh, the rookie gets his opportunity. I mean, the Bills wide receiver course is pretty injured right now. Um, but Shakir could be uh, kind of that breakout slot receiver if McKenzie can't hold on to the job or Crowder stays hurt. Um, I mean, it's the best team in football, so that's true. Corbin? Yeah, I mean a lot of wide receivers down here. You could you could look at Randall Cobb potentially being Packers number one. You don't really know, I guess. Target share has been a little weird there. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, depending on what 
uh, his health looks like. But I, I highlight Rondell Moore here. Not sure. I'm sure you guys have talked about him in past weeks, but you know, coming back to the roster, um, back from injury, he's going to step into a bigger role like last year, and uh, you know, demand some target share there. I like it. Britton, good choice. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Eno Benjamin. And this is purely, you know, it, I, I wouldn't spend a ton of fab on him unless you know for a fact Daryl and James are going to be out, James Conner. Um, but he's definitely, you know, I know some people are hurting for running backs right now, and he has a juicy matchup against Seattle. Um, so if he ends up being the guy, you know, if Daryl doesn't play, he could be top 20 play easy. All right. And Garrett, bring us on. Uh, Devin Duvernay. I think he's another guy who's probably not. He's probably going to be in that 50% range next week uh, when we talk about him after waivers uh, process tomorrow. Um, but he's just been a big part of this offense. Um, I'm pretty surprised by it, but um, good for him. I think I think he's going to continue. This is a good offense. One of the best offenses in the league. Uh, you, you win in fantasy by having players and good offenses. Now, I did promise our um, our guest this week for Want to Talk Trash that we'd, we'd have him on at about this far into the pod. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him an, an invite here see if he joins right away. Otherwise, we can get into um, our Who Tire section, do a little trade talk. Sounds um, good. But I sent him an invite, see if he, he joins the call here. Um, but let, let's we can, we can always split up the, the Who's Tire uh, if we want to. You're getting the inside look at the magic, folks. Yeah, we take, yeah. This, take this seriously. So, um, so yeah, let's let's do a little bit of trade talk here. Value check on certain players. Um, you know, a guy whose whose value's gone up or gone down. A buy high, sell high, or a buy low, sell low kind of guy. Um, Garrett, do you want to lead us off with the guy that uh, you want another value on? Uh, Josh Jacobs. I brought him up last week, Garrett. Yeah, you. Uh, His value has continued to go. Yeah, up. it's 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 higher than it was last week. Absolutely, um, which is why I wanted to bring him back up. I wanted to um, see see where we were at with him. Um, in my eyes, he is a no brainer RB one rest of season. Oh yeah. Um, you 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 want him on your team. Um, he was absolutely a steal at draft value, and he's just gotten better and better um, as the weeks have gone on. He's gotten more of the carries, more of the target share. Um, he's RB four on the season. What, what, what could he? What, what would you trade to get him right now? Um, do you I, think he's going to finish RB four this season? He might. He could. Um, I now we talked brought him up earlier in the pod, so so I think this was a, a good guy to talk about. You trade Najee Harris. I'm just kidding. <laughs> James Robinson. Uh, Jamar Chase. Would you trade Jamar Chase for Josh Jacobs? Right I, would, now? I would much rather have Josh Jacobs. I would rather have Josh Jacobs. I, I was just about to say that I think he's almost like the Cooper Cup of a completely different position, but of this year where you can get a guy in the fifth round and he can literally drive your team the whole season. Like yeah. it's, it's unreal. So you're obviously Jamar Chase. I'm I <laughs> no. I'm no, I want uh, Josh Jacobs. I want Josh Jacobs for sure. I think it's so, literally a buy high. It's like you're you're paying up to get right, him. So, so what's closer here? Would you well, do, you're, you're Josh Jacobs or Jamar Chase? Yeah, no, you got to go with Josh Jacobs just based on how both players have performed to start this year. I mean, would you, would you do a, a Jamar Chase and um, you know a solid running back that's Damian Pierce? Yeah, sure, Damian Pierce and. 
Jamar Chase to get Josh Jacobs. I, with, with how Damian Pierce has been playing and how much he's been taking over the offense and how good he looks, I would take uh, I would take the Chase Damian Pierce side. I think that honestly, you could pay that. I, I would think I wouldn't want to pay that much, but I think that honestly, that could be fair value. But I, I would take that. I would also take the Jamar Chase Damian Pierce. Let's say you get Adam Thielen back in the trade, like a wide receiver three. I'd still take the. I'm with Corbin. I take the Josh Jacobs side all day. You got Damian Pierce late. Maybe an older volume running back um, or something would make it easier. Because Pierce is just so – everyone loves him. Damian Pierce was not your RB1 or 2 going into the year. If you can lock up a top 5 running back and trade away, I mean, he, you know, a top 10 or 15 running back and a, a top wide up that you get uh, an average guy in return. I mean, sky's the limit for Josh Jacobs. I think that's a fun value. Uh, Braden, who did you want to talk about? Yeah, and I gotta say, with Jacobs, he's crushed me in two two straight weeks, and it's the worst <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Especially when he's going been, into the first matchup, good. you thought you were good, but I wanted to highlight David and Joku because I know tight end is literally Travis, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and everyone else at this point. I legitimately think this guy could be the tight end three. I think he could be better than Goddard, Kittle this this year, Darren Waller. I, I truly think that he has that kind of ceiling, and so um, while I, you know. I think you could maybe, you know, it depends on if people are trying to buy low on the, the talent, but you could, I think you could get, you know, if you had a George Kittle, maybe you could try to trade for David Njoku and a little extra think, but if you're betting on Njoku, um, you know, that's why you take that deal. But I, I'm wondering what you guys think of that potentially, if that would be worthy for you. Sorry. What was the deal? I so was if, just uh, thinking about Njoku. <laughs> So Njoku is who you're acquiring, but yeah. you know Kittle has that that history and that perceived value. Um, but if you're betting on Njoku, maybe you can trade Kittle for Njoku plus. And you know if someone wants to buy low on, on Kittle, I don't. Depends think, on how you feel. Rest I don't of the think the Njoku um, owner would would rather have Kittle. would rather have Kittle. That's I think fair. I think that they would need to pay. You need to get more back than just Kittle. I'd rather have Njoku right now. Than anybody but the top two, Goddard, and then him. So Njoku's your four. I own Kyle Pitts in a couple leagues, uh, and <laughs> it's hurt me a lot. And I picked up David Njoku in both of those leagues this last week and, and got my solid, you know, 12, 12 points. fantasy points, and it's been getting that consistent share. Would I trade him for George Kittle straight up? Maybe. Probably. Ooh. I think he still All holds right. that value. I like, I like George Kittle. I think that's a... That's a fair offer if you just want to make the swap. If you want to throw like a, a crappy bench guy in to sweeten this pot on either of the two sides, and you go for it. You get it, Corbin, uh, Njoku, or or Kittle. Got to go with Njoku still. Yeah, that's I like fair. It. Kittle, Kittle's not enough for me. I think Braden was trying to say, you know, Kittle plus someone, and and then it gets interesting. I'm a big fan of the of the two player swaps. You know, get better at one position and and maybe give up someone. You could. Uh, afford to give up at a running back or extra receiver or something. I like that. Fair point. Now, fellas, we're going to get back into trade trade talk, who's higher value check here. But uh, I believe we have uh, Corey Wokosh on the phone. Can you hear us? What's going on, boys? <laughs> there he is. Welcome, Corey, to the podcast. Um, thanks for joining this week in our Wanna Talk Trash section against uh, your league mate, Corbin. Um, give us, give us a little background. Um, how, how long have you been in this league? So this league has been, I think this is year five. This is just some buddies from Duluth that we went to school with that, you know, 
just one night we were all drinking and we just decided it, we should start a little fantasy football competition. And, you know, it's same guys. Nobody's left or anything. It's been fairly competitive. I've had uh, some very disappointing years, to say the least. Went back and looked at my uh, league history today and it was pretty depressing. But it's it's kind of how it goes. I This year I know Corbin's team is not good. But it's, it sounds like one of your two seasons might be over after this week. Yeah, it's probably Corbin's because he's projected for, <laughs> he's projected for like eighty points or something this week. Hey, so. now hold on, it's, I've got I've got some couple players on by. I got to fill their spots. So the Lions oh, you, are on by. You, you cannot you, think <laughs> on the line. The best offense in the league. Okay, it's yeah, like they scored zero points last week. Relax. <laughs> yeah, you think? No wonder I lost. Yeah. The trash you talk got, is starting early, fellas, and I like you it. Got, you got a bank on Jamal Williams getting you two touchdowns every week. That's the problem. <laughs> RB3, baby. Yeah. All right. No, but, uh, go ahead. Oh, sure. I just wanted to start things off here. Let let each of you kind of make your case as to, um, you know, why you think you're the better fantasy owner and why you think you're going to win this week. It's all you, Corbs. You know, Corey's, Corey's coming a little more heated than I thought he was going to. So I had some nice <laughs> things to say about him, but it's almost it was, like i got to change this up a little bit. Ever, ever <laughs> since you brought up the Teddy thing in our other league, it was – he had no, no chance. Respect. And, <laughs> you know, Corey mentioned it. You know, he's had some tough finishes in this league. What he failed to mention, you know, uh, credit to him, I think three of the four years we've had, he's finished first in the regular season. But I'm pretty sure – all three of those years, he's lost to the eight seed first round of the playoffs. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> he's a worthy opponent. He's he's strong in the regular season. Um, you know, off to a tough start so far this year. I really feel like I'm going to grind out a win this week and uh, and uh, come out on top. So, See, and I, I would beg to differ. Being your team name is named after Jalen Rieger, which I know he scored a touchdown <laughs> last week, but I mean... <laughs> It's a little, it's a little saddening, but I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been tough. You know, I've been the highest scoring team three of the four years. And then the, in our league, we have 10 teams, top eight, make the playoffs last two playing what's called a banana bowl. Basically a two, two week banana bowl is what we call it. And the loser of that has to wear a banana suit and go on one of the busiest corners of Duluth and sit there for a half hour with a sign that says, I suck at fantasy football. <laughs> me and Corbin. punishment. Yeah, me and Corbin have both partaken in, in that event. <laughs> yep. So, hey, I'm, I might say, I'm the only one who's, well, I guess Landon did too, but I did it the first year, Banana Bowl loser, and then was it the next year or two years later? I don't know, but I won the league. You know who never has won the league? Corey. Me. Never haven't had, he's never <laughs> had a top three finish. I mean, no. top on. top scorer three years, but not a top three finish any of those years. <laughs> he just no, can't, and, he can't and let me tell you, that eight seed is my arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> it's just brutal. Like, I don't even want to be the one seed anymore. I shoot for like the four or five seed. Just <laughs> stay away from the eight seed because it, it'd be something stupid like, like t- the Teddy Bridgewater situation. Like, I think one year I traded for Julio Jones. And he literally pulled his hamstring or hurt his hamstring on like the first snap of the playoff game. It's like, <laughs> this is so stupid. 
and I end up, and then the team, the eight seed usually puts up about 140 or 150. So it's, yep. it's been depressing, but it's this year, you know, I'm going to get that, you know, seven or eight seed and <laughs> tides are going to tides are gonna change. Yeah, they're going to look at the matchup. They're going to say, oh, it's a duster. Don't worry. And then bam, you hit it. I, and since we since we drafted me and uh, you guys know Matt, but we just made like a four or five person trade that kind of turned the tides, and and I, it didn't work out for me because I lost the match <laughs> this week. But, <laughs> but since then, I I am five hundred, so that's a good start. Where Corbin yeah, has I, I less I than one win. You you uh, you traded away Javante Williams in that trade, right? Yeah. Which, yeah, that, yeah, but I also got Kyle Pitts, who's about as. I'm yeah, right there with you. He's, I'd rather have you know Ellison or someone that actually could play. <laughs> wow, third string Vikings tight end. Great. So Corey's telling you all the reasons he's not the better fantasy owner. You know what, Corbin? Way to circle it back. That that's true. Yeah, that's Sounds like Corey's been struggling, but uh, maybe you've been struggling worse. Kind I've of a... definitely been struggling. You know, my you know in years past, I've stuck strong to my to my roster. Um, it's worked some years, hasn't worked in others. I'm really working the waiver wire this year. You know, trying to get involved with some trades. So I'm feeling good. I think my team's going to come out strong this week. I want to talk off the field here, quick. Um, between you two, who's the better golfer? I, I I don't know. That would that would be a conversation. I I mean, I'll tell you what. If you we would have asked me twelve months ago, it would not have been very close because <laughs> Corbin was not a very. I was good shooting twelve months ago, <laughs> but I was shooting mid fifties most rounds twelve months ago, most nine holes. I'd honestly say it's about every other round we beat wow. each other. Okay. Uh, um, oh, no. Yeah. Well, it sounds worded pretty- weirdly. It sounds pretty close between you two. But, sounds uh, like you guys would love the giant sideline. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I, maybe more importantly, Corey, you just got married, and, and Cor- Corbin, you're getting married next year. Uh, who's Whose significant other is the better golfer? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how close Rachel is. But Sarah is a much better golfer. <laughs> Sarah hits bombs <laughs> off the tee and she used to slice really bad but she's fixed that i mean they go straight it's mostly down. because she has all my old clubs because she's left-handed <laughs> that is true she <laughs> does owe part of that to Corey's nice driver so without Corey's help sarah wouldn't be the better golfer no she still would be <laughs> <laughs> no, no she won she had like kids clubs before <laughs> Well, I, maybe, I, I won't. I won't. I won't talk about my wife's golf game. It's improving. Improving. Maybe one day. Hey, you know what? You get to play time. golf with your wife, and that's always a win. If she wants to go to the golf course, very true. I mean, true. it certainly, certainly helps that uh, she golfs with Sarah most of the time, so it's yep. not me critiquing her. And Absolutely. Yeah, not much of a coach, but um, any other uh, off off the court off the fantasy court battles that you guys have is. Uh, would either of you like to weigh in on who's the better pool player? Yeah, it's no. me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel like the ever whenever we go to Corbin's house, we just play pool all night. Knowing how much you see Corbin, I assume you also just play pool all night, or is that not the case anymore? I still, I mean, we play a good amount of pool. Yep. We, 
we spent a lot of time just also sitting at the bar <clears throat> since there's two TVs. But I mean, Corey's, be- Corey's better I'll, than he's making himself sound, but I'm still better. <laughs> I'll, I'll also say that Corbin's house is still standing because of my health. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am Corbin's maintenance man. This is true. Shelter is a key, and, a fundamental need. Yep. And, I was, and I'm Corey's, I and I've been Corey's landlord for multiple times. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> if um, if Corbin beats you this week, are you going to refuse to uh, to be his handyman? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> We're going to be honest. Yeah. No. Fantasy football is important, but not as much as free beer and access to a bar. I thought you were going to say friendship, but that sounds way better. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it's really that much of a friendship. <laughs> well, well, thanks for joining, Corey. Um, this was a fun, fun segment here. Um, Garrett, did you did you want to weigh in on uh, who you thought the big winner is this week? Yeah, for some reason we've gotten to the habit of <laughs> deciding who won the battle, <laughs> and whoever we decide wins the battle has won that week in fantasy. Every time, so so this is this is really kind without of without looking prediction. at rosters or anything. Without looking at rosters, it's purely how the debate went. Oh boy, do I need this? It sounds like Corbin's pretty desperate, but did he do enough to convince us that he won the battle tonight? He did not. He did not win this battle. This is a win for Corey. You, you heard it here first. I'm with you, Garrett. This is a win for Corey all around. I'm sorry to say that, Corbin. Thanks for coming on, Corey. Um, best of luck this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you, buddy. Take it easy. Peace. All right. I really thought Braden was going to come through with a Chuck Norris oh, dodgeball moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have. I just kind of stayed silent with that. <laughs> kind of like nodding in agreement. <laughs> Just the, just the <laughs> <laughs> who is it again? It's uh, it's, it's Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. <laughs> it's Chuck Norris, yeah. Uh, that was good. That was good. Um, I mean, you still have a chance, Corbin. You know, even even a a broken clock is right twice a day. So <laughs> you got that. Um, it's true. Uh, did we want to jump back into uh, our our trade talk? Who's higher? Or did we want to maybe skip forward into a uh, little Vikings talk, little, little picks of the week. Let's, uh, uh, let's go into Vikings talk. Why not? Absolutely. Vikings, they, they just won their third straight game. An absolute like heart attack the entire second half of that game. Uh, but it was fun to watch. It was. It's so fun to be on the other side of the intense battles. Like For some reason, it, it's so weird because like, it feels like even the, the roller coaster is the same at times as last year. But the difference is... We just seem to make all these key plays and make it happen, and I just feel so positive at the end. Instead of like on the by the skin of our teeth, and we're like, "What the heck happened?" And it's nice. Yeah, it does seem odd how close or how similar it is to last year. Like you said, Braden. Like you said, we're just coming out on top versus last year. We'd probably be two and three right now. Yeah, we we'd be probably be one, one and four, four last year. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, these these have all been games that the last regime just near the end just didn't seem to win and maybe it's 50 50 chance and we're on the lucky side this year but i think we're probably better coached i think that our players have a good mindset like they don't ever think they're out of it and good teams win close games so yeah. i think we're a good team winners I mean, win winners win 
Were we uh, we're four and one? Four and one. Doesn't matter who we play at quarterback this week. We we can beat Miami. Yeah. Um, Tyree so Kill might be out. Tyree Kill might be out. We might they might be out without Tua and Teddy. And I mean, a win's <laughs> a win in the NFL. If if you can go in and get a win, but this is again the Vikings mo. They lose to backup quarterbacks, but they haven't this year. So yeah, I'm excited. It's yeah. going to be a great game. I'm excited too. The the improvement in the coaching regime can't be understated. Uh, enough. I think, like like he said, maybe with Zimmer, we're like a 40-60 team in uh, these close games, and now with, with uh, O'Connell, we're winning 60-40 on like, these, these close games. Just like each play, um, we're, we're, we're duking it out, but um, we got the Dolphins this week. Is there is there any fantasy relevance or um, guys that you want to talk about for this matchup? I mean, I imagine Honestly. you still, Raheem Ostert will probably be prevalent, you know. I think he's a must-start. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I yeah, I I'm gonna be talking about on the sleeper portion in a little bit here. Right. So. I mean, I, I, I consider um, it, it, it's tough to say. I mean, we're we're at Tuesday night right now. Like we know so little about injuries and what's happening. So we're a little bit early on in the week. Thanks again, Justin. But I mean, <laughs> if without Tua and Teddy, I, I'd consider benching Waddle. Yeah, I, absolutely. It's a, me wholeheartedly because I think Tyreek Hill's going to miss. Well, yeah, Tyreek Hill misses too. Secondary plays about ten yards off, and that is where Jalen Waddle feasts. I'm expecting like a 14 catch game if Tyreek Hill is out for yeah. Jalen Waddle. I mean, yeah. He might only get 60 yards. But I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take that for sure. Yeah, he's, I think he's still been banged up, and that's a little bit of what's played. Plus the terrible quarterback situation. But you'd think that after a few weeks, he's probably on the upswing now too. So. But it's tough. All right, so who's going to win? Uh, Minnesota. Spoil Bikes. Going to go Minnesota. Corbett? Yep, Minnesota. I mean, it'd be rude not to go four for four here. Let's let's bring it home. Let's, <laughs> let's bring it let's, home. Let's go into the bye, four and five and one, baby. Let's stay optimistic on this year. It's a fun time to be Vikings fan. Just look at our overall record, how many times we go Vikings over the next oh, year. Probably like most of the time. 85%. <laughs> so far, it's been good. We are a secondary – Behind Fantasy Football Podcast, we're a Vikings podcast. Oh, everybody knows this. School. You, you got to believe in your team. All right. Garrett, you want to kick us off with our Stone Cold Picks of the Week here, our starts, our sits, our sleepers. Last week, we went one for three on starts, two for three on sits, two for three on sleepers. And Garrett knocked it out of the park on our uh, lowest QB prop. Case Keenum, baby. <laughs> got it done for me. Who, who do you have as your start this week? Uh, Kenneth Walker. Um, obviously, the Seahawks running game has been like really good the last two weeks. Um, the Seahawks offense has been really good the last two weeks. Um, he's ranked RB17 this week. Arizona's defense is really not that strong. Um, they're playing at Seattle. I think this is going to be a neutral to positive game script for Seattle. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, and now with um, Penny out for season, Walker steps into a good role. I don't think he's going to be the absolute bell cow, but I don't think you need to be in this offense to be really good, um, especially this week. Yeah, Rashad Penny going down last week was an absolute heartbreaker for me. Um, he was kind of my third running back, banking on him to to be a starter the whole season, and he, he looked great in the first half of that, that game last week. And now he's done for the year. we got to move on. Sad. My start of the week, Jeff Wilson Jr. at Atlanta. He's ranked RB13. Um, 
He's averaged over five yards a carry, looked dominant last week, kind of got a few points stolen by Tevin Coleman. I don't expect Tevin Coleman to continue to steal a lot of fantasy points from Jeff Wilson. Um, and yeah, the matchup at Atlanta is, is pretty juicy. I, I think that the 49ers will roll and um, Jeff Wilson will, will be a, a top back. Nice. Braden? All right, my guy. Honestly, it feels a little bit like cheating, but it's because he's coming off the injury and rank so low. But uh, and not to mention the questions of the Colts' offense. But we got Jonathan Taylor against Jacksonville. I think it's a get-right game for Indianapolis to you know as much as they can. Hey, they least. just won. <laughs> it's a get-right. It's a get-right pick for for Braden here. You know, just get, <laughs> get the whole team well back on track. track. I mean, he's going to be good this year. <laughs> get the whole team back on track. Well, coincidentally, these are all my running backs in the start portion here. So who knows what's going to happen this <laughs> year? But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just think um, you know a lot of people are really down on him right now, and for good reason. But I think uh, he's going to prove why he's Jonathan Taylor. All right. Uh, Corbin, who's your start of the week? Yeah, and again, I know he's only ranked so low because of a couple of weeks of injuries, but uh, still, uh, I mean, it's Chris Godwin. Um, you know, this Tampa Bay offense is starting to roll now with some with some people getting healthy. You know, I really think he's one A, one B with Mike Evans when they're when they're both in the game. Um, going against Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh's thirty second ranked defense uh, to opposing wide receivers. Um, yeah, I just think he's. He's, uh, like I said, a, a, could be wide receiver one for sure. So He was going to be my pick if not Jeff Wilson. Um, Garrett, who's your sit of the week? My sit of the week, this was pre-trade, <laughs> uh, James Robinson at Indianapolis. So, yeah, I ironically had put this on here earlier in the week. I had no intention of starting James Robinson this week. I don't think I have any intention of starting Najee Harris this week. Not against Tampa Bay. <laughs> so, either way, this isn't going to affect my starting lineup this week. But – uh, ETN was just simply more effective than Robinson last week. He has been for the last few weeks, just in terms of yards per carry, um, broken tackles, things like that. He's just he's just, he's been looking really good. So it pains me to say it, but uh, coming off two bad weeks, he's got a pretty decent uh, matchup against Indianapolis. Uh, while the game should be close, I think it's going to be more passing the back for both sides, especially if JT is out. Um, I'd say James Robinson. I'm going a little bit bold here with my set of the week. Um, ranked at RB9 uh, before uh, Wednesday here. Joe Mixon at New Orleans. Uh, he's averaged 3.1 yards per carry this week. Uh, we've seen that New Orleans D firsthand when they played the Vikings earlier this year and were very tough to run on them. Uh, I mean, Joe Mixon has not been that dude running the ball for since he's, you know, he's, he has some pass catching upside, but. Um, I honestly, unless he gets a touchdown, there's just no way I think he scores over, you know, 11 or 12 points as the ceiling without a touchdown. Right. Um, so he's my set of the week. Braden, who do you got? I'm going with J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he's ranked RB18 this week. But just in general, after seeing, you know, eight total touches after having a good week the week before, it just makes you nervous about starting him. I know not everybody has a bunch of running backs, but if you can find anybody to pivot off of, you just kind of want to see that consistent workload for a few weeks. It's tough to, to score a lot when you have eight touches. So, Corbin, who you got? Yeah, I got DK Metcalf. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this stat or not. Going against Arizona's D this week, who this year against opposing receivers are ranked six, but even dating back to last year, they were ranked pretty low. You know, I think uh, lower 28. 
20s, maybe even in the 30. Um, but even last year, against number one receivers of opposing teams, they like significantly slowed down their numbers and not given that many touchdowns. Um, shout out to Kelvin. He tested it last week, sat, um, Brown. sat AJ Brown. AJ Brown, you know, started off the game pretty good and then didn't do anything the rest of the game. Um, so I, I got to test it this week and say sit DK Metcalf. I got to applaud you because that's what I wanted to do last week was sit AJ Brown. I decided <laughs> to sit Marquise Brown and he went off. Yeah. Terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Garrett, who hit us with your sleeper guy outside the top 25 at their position? Devin Duvernay. Talked about him earlier, especially if Bateman's out. Love him this week, but I think either way, he's a good flex play. All right. Top guy in Baltimore there. Uh, my pick for the sleeper of the week, Michael Thomas versus Cincy. Again, it's kind of an injury-related thing. He sat out the last two weeks. So is Jameis. Uh, they're both supposed to play this week. Um, and, I mean, we saw what Michael Thomas did first part of the year, 20 points week one, 15 and a half week two. Um, Olave is in con- concussion protocol. Um, if Olave's out, I think Michael Thomas is a top 12 wide receiver. Even if he's in, I think Thomas is top 24. So it's my sleeper, Braden. Great choice. I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert versus Minnesota, and I'm, I'm still taking the Vikings in this matchup, but um, I do think they're going to do exactly what they did last week with Mostert and give him 20 carries. And the guy is still, you know, he's one of the fastest players in the league still, even though he's seems like he's, what is he, 31 or something along those lines, definitely 30. Um, but the guy still hasn't lost the juice, so, and I just think the Vikings D is a little bit vulnerable to the run. So I think he could have a really good week. And Corbus, Corbin, who's who's your uh, sleeper? Corbus. Sleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got Adam Thielen against the Dolphins. Um, you know, JJ's obviously got a huge target share to start the season, but uh, ever since that first game, Thielen's got at least seven targets in each game. Um, I know Xavier Howard is is like you said, it's only Tuesday. We don't know a whole lot yet, but potentially questionable. I mean, assuming he plays, you know, on JJ all day, I think we have a lot of targets going to Thielen and especially in the red zone. So score a I'm touchdown. Planning, I'm planning to start him over Alan Lazard this week, who's going against uh, the Thousand Island sauce Gardner <laughs> uh, this week. Uh, like, oh, and Garrett, here's here's our last one, our, our unique pick of the week. Uh, who's going to be the top-scoring non-QB this week? From Andre Stevenson. I've got Cooper Cup. Braden? I have Tyler – or sorry, no, that's, that's, uh, that's Corbin. Whoopsie. Uh, no, I got Stephon Diggs. And Corbin, yours was spoiled, but who is it? Yep, Braden said it. Tyler Lockett, baby. Wow. Cardinals need shut down number one receiver, not number two. Sorry, Corbs. Um, all right, before we get into our, our final segment here, um, we always like to wrap things up with our dank flex plays. Just a quick rapid fire um, pick them. Uh, I'll list off five matchups – for, for each person, just run down the list, and you tell me who you've got as a, as a flex player. Um, I did want to highlight that there's four teams on by this week, the Lions, the Raiders, the Titans, and the Texans. Um, so these flex plays are even more important now that bye weeks are, are, are among us. So, Garrett, are you ready to, to make these picks? I'm ready. All right. Patriots at Browns. Jacoby Myers or Kareem Hunt? Jacoby Myers. Bengals at Saints, Hayden Hurst or Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill. Bucks at Steelers, Chris Godwin or George Pickens? Chris Godwin. Bills at Chiefs, Isaiah McKenzie or Juju Smith-Schuster? 
Oh, man. Isaiah McKenzie. And last, Broncos at Chargers. Mike Boone or Gerald Everett? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Gerald Everett. Okay. Brandon, are you ready? I'm ready. Patriots at Browns. Jacoby Myers or Kareem Hunt? Jacoby Myers. Bengals at Saints. Hayden Hurst or Taysom Hill? We'll go with Taysom. Bucks at Steelers. Chris Godwin or George Pickens? Chris Godwin. Bills at Chiefs. Isaiah McKenzie or Juju Smith-Schuster? Isaiah McKenzie. And Broncos at Chargers. Mike Boone or Gerald Everett? I'll go Gerald Everett. All right, Corbin, are you ready? Yes, sir. Patriots at Browns. Jacoby Myers or Kareem Hunt? Jacoby Myers. Bengals at Saints. Hayden Hurst or Taysom Hill? Hayden Hurst. Bucks at Steelers. Chris Godwin or George Pickens? Chris Godwin. Bills at Chiefs, Isaiah McKenzie or Juju Smith-Schuster? McKenzie. Last, Broncos at Chargers, Mike Boone or Gerald Everett? Gerald Everett. All right. I got you, Zach. Yep. Patriots at Browns, Jacoby Myers or Kareem Hunt? Jacoby Myers. Bengals at Saints, Hayden Hurst or Taysom Hill? Hayden Hurst. Bucks at Steelers, Chris Godwin or George Pickens? Chris Godwin. Bills at Chiefs, Isaiah McKenzie or Juju? Juju. Broncos at Chargers. Mike Boone or Gerald Everett? Mike Boone. All right. Did we, did we have one unanimous pick across that, the – I think we yeah, all we, picked Jacoby. Yeah. Okay. We, we all, we all picked Jacoby. Jacoby. We all picked Chris Gowan. Zach, you're by yourself on both Juju and Mike Boone. All right. All we'll, right. See, we'll see if it pays <laughs> off. But uh, we finally made it, boys. It's time for the munchies, and we've got a lot of things to choose from. We're really stocking up. I mean, Braden's only in town once. We got some things here, maybe with Corbin as well. Um, what do you got for us, Garrett? Uh, we've got one shared snack with Corbin, so we'll yep. start there. Okay, we'll get, we'll get a true guest rating. This is our this is our true rating of the night. This looks like a snack you can get absolutely anywhere. It um, does. I've been excited for this one. I have not had this. The, the Cheez-It Grooves Zesty Cheddar Ranch. Um, sounds nice. I mean, the Cheez-It Grooves pack on so much extra flavor. Um, let's try them. <laughs> let's try them. I'm not going to lie, you guys. I, we were so deep in the paw that I forgot about this segment, and immediately my face lit up when you said that it was time. So I'm, I'm very excited. It's like a kid in a candy store, but we actually have <laughs> as much candy as a candy yeah, store. Yeah, we, it, we have a crazy amount of candy here. <laughs> I was hoping to find almost any other snack than this one. <laughs> oh no! But here I am. I wanted to be involved, so we got. Do you the like? Do you it. like cheesy grooves? No, I wanted to find almost anything else. I guess I, know, but I don't like cheese it's in general. I've never had the grooves, so. Oh, the grooves are better. I think you're gonna like them. They're way different. They're not even the same chip or snack. They're, They're good. good. I didn't want to talk because I want to keep chewing them. <laughs> I would I would say I'm I'm wanting more flavor. I feel like they could pack even more of that zesty cheddar ranch on there. I think that's right. I think you want I think you want a little bit more. I like the crisp though. I mean I really like cheesy grooves. Yeah. Yeah. I think it almost makes it more it would be a lot easier to crush the box though because it's not too like it's not yeah. There's not too, too much seasoning or it's not like overpowering. You just keep coming do, you back guys, do you guys not get chicken in a biscuit vibes? Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like chicken in a biscuit. This is spot on chicken in a biscuit. I did not even realize that until you said that. Now, no, right. That snack takes me back to like the 90s, though. <laughs> like, I still like it. I yeah, I mean, wow. think, 
chicken and biscuit was like one of my favorite snacks growing up. So, <laughs> so you, <laughs> I mean, I, I like these, these but okay, they might have improved the chicken and a biscuit. I, I think so. I think, I think they did slightly improved chicken and a biscuit, which a lot of people may have never heard of, or maybe everyone's had. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know if it's a global thing or right. uh, national thing, or if it's just a Minnesota thing. <laughs> you guys have fans listening in China or something? Uh, we're, I think we're going international this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, One of our 29 viewers is definitely international. Garrett, <laughs> have you have you had enough of these to give them a rating yet? A scale of 0 to 10 on, uh, on a chip slash snack scale. I'm going to pull up previous month or week's ratings. I just need to like know where we're at. Sure. How this compares with, with previous weeks. Yeah. I would, I would take these over the Jason Tatum barbecue flaming hot. Wow. Hmm. Um, but they're definitely. You can't, they can't your, go your that high. can change. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. It's got to be nine. You're gonna nine point oh. Nine point oh. Uh-huh. Brayden? I'll give him a nine point two. I'm a huge fan. Uh, Corbin. Man, you guys are so generous in your snack ratings. <laughs> we really are. We have two just tens. Me. I mean, I have two tens on my. Something way too generous. With- Late in the show, we haven't eaten in a long time. We're, we're sure. very hungry here. Sure. So, like I said, I like these a lot. You know, I think like a seven eight's really fair. Seven point eight. No. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, I I think that I'm kind of with Corbin that we might be overrating him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for that reason, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. A seven point nine. <laughs> you guys are gonna even it out. I, I think I think it's good though. Like I think it might be better than yeah. snacks I've rated higher. I mean, it, it's hard because looking at my ratings, I just need to put it over the Jason Tatum. But I don't <laughs> think I like them more than the jalapeno popper oh, cheese puffs. Those jalapeno those popper so cheese puffs were definitely better. Yeah. So 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 in that sense, I need to be lower than an eight six. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Well, it's already locked in. You said yep. you scored. Uh, <laughs> Did we have anything else that we wanted to try live tonight? Any any recommendations for the people? I mean, we're going to try them tonight anyway. We might as well stay on the podcast while we do it. <laughs> All right. You guys um, you guys should stay on and do that. I'm just going to be jealous because I don't have them. So I'm yeah. bouncing. All right. <laughs> we're just like, oh, no, no. Thanks for coming you, on you the can show hear about tonight. it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> the we're going to record all the, all the hot takes, all the hot trash talk. Um, it's good to talk to you. Thanks for being on, dude. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was a fun time. Yep. Yes, it was. Later, Corbs. All right, later, Corbin. Later, Corbin. Later, Deeds. All right, guys. Okay. Little bonus picks here. You got the Laffy Taffy Laugh Bites. Those sound awesome. Do these Reese's Snack Cakes. Oh, I got to try the Reese's. I, is what I want to try so bad. Okay, that's number one. And then I don't think they, they might have gotten some when I, I was looking for these, but I couldn't find them. So that might be one that... I'm down. It's a spooky straw. This is a limited here. time edition. All right. We're all all right. Here. We got a couple candies here. We got the Reese's. What are they? Snack cakes? Reese's snack cakes. And the guy at the oh register God. was like, these are so fire. Those look basically. like Kit Kats. Yeah. Kind of like a mixture between a Kit Kat and a Twinkie. <laughs> or like Sign a Big Dog or something. All right. We'll start with then that. Then you just split, it, split her up in a quarter or something. Let's try to do thirds. Yeah, no, that's the problem. Is that you... <laughs> I'd say that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. That's really impressive. Brayden, you can pick whichever that, that or, or the two. Okay. 
Well, I feel I would be greedy taking the biggest one, so I'm going to go this what I think is the second biggest one. You do your Fuck greed. I'm just getting commission. Going with the two picks? I think <laughs> you got the biggest one. Oh, did I? All right, let's try the, the Reese's Snack Cakes. Hmm. They're not as good as I hoped. I agree. I mean, they're good. So it's soft-baked chocolate cake topped with a Reese's peanut butter cream. So it's a chocolate cake, and then a Reese's. Yeah, but it's like packaged chocolate cake. Right. That's yeah. very dense and like it's not very dense. moist. Yeah. I mean, it's still really good. It is still really good. I'd rather have a Reese's though. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I will add they also have a crunchy variety if you don't want the soft peanut butter. Mm. If you're more, like I, I want crunchy. I have to go for a little crunch. Yeah. Then go. Are we better. giving? Are we giving this a score on, out of ten? Um. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think we're going to rate it high enough. It's, it's not better than the original Reese's. Just get those. You already know how good they are. <laughs> right. We don't, it's, it's not even worth putting on the chop. I'm going to say it is us. delicious. I just, I really love Reese's. Uh, and this is just slightly worse. And then last year, uh, we've got some limited time flavors of Sour Punch Straws. It's the spooky <laughs> pack. Yeah, when I was, when I was first let Corbin try, um, when I first let Corbin try or had him try sour sour strips, he uh, specifically said that sour punch straws are better. That's now, sour not. punch straws are elite. They are. They're really good. This was like the ultimate movie theater yeah, snack really growing up. Truly. Uh, but I got to go for the grape first. Yeah, we got grape, oh, apple, and, and, and tangerine. A fun variety pack. Um, I've had them once before, but they're all really good. Okay. I like that tangerine. We're going grape next. The grape's really good. The grape is unbelievable. It's like a, like a fruit snack, but like sour punch straw. Mm. It's got mm. that hard grape flavor that like, some people don't love grape, but oh, it's so good. It's one of the best grape candies out oh, there. Some good sour zing too. What'd you try next, Garrett? Title three. Oh. The rankings go grape, tangerine, green, green apple. apple. Green apple just tastes like a plain old green apple. Yeah, and it's, it's good. Fine. It's good, um, but it's not grape. Uh, grape is a leaf. Grape, grapes where it's at. Zach, that was a great call. Thank you. It was a grape call. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I think I have to agree. Um, grape, tangerine, green apple. Brayden? Grape. It's really close between tangerine and green apple. I'd almost put them on a similar level, but if I had to pick, I'd say probably tangerine and green apple. Are these borderline a 10 out of 10? They're close. Sour strips just are better. They I, are. I, I concur. But you can have multiple candies at a 10 out of 10, at least on my scale. No, well, I, I agree that that's acceptable. However, if I would like... I guess it's maybe not 10 times out of 10. Would I 10 times out of 10 rather have a sour strip than a sour punch drop? And I can't say that for a fact. That's how good these are. There might be a scenario in which I would Ooh. pick this over that. But most of the time, like a good like 90% of the time, I'm going sour strips. Yeah, I think I might even, yeah, it's like, it would be like seasonally. I'm like, because this is only a certain time of year, it's right? Spoo- it's like when it was Halloween time. season, yeah. I'd be getting this. Because I've had the other ones and they're like, I mean, it might fine. become a full-time thing because... People are all in. Yeah, like the blue raspberry. I'd probably, I'd rather have this a variety pack than just like a blue raspberry pack. 
So I'll let the Blues Rapper is number one. All right. Um, Zero to here, folks. The Spooky Strauss. Highly recommend. And then we might as well try this since Braden has it here. He's going to be leaving us next week. Let's let's try one more candy before we go here. Braden found us today. This is Braden's contribution to the podcast. The Laugh Bites. (laughs) Let's see. Laffy Taffy. Yeah. It looks like it has a poppable with an extra drop of flavor on the inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this, gonna... this could be really good or it could be Terrible. really bad. <laughs> All right, I'm starting with the pink. I feel like this is a candy that I just like throw a bunch in my mouth. Mm-hmm. It might be. It's too chewy. Yeah, like Laffy Taffy is supposed to be. All right, I get it. They hype up the poppable, but there's not a lot of pop. I yeah, haven't tasted it yet. Let's see. Got to try every flavor. Not better than the Sour Punch Strauss. No. No. Not even close. I mean, I would rather have so many. Okay. I got it. <laughs> what would you rather have? These or the Nerds Candy Corn? These. Not yeah. even close. Well, the Nerd Community Corn was good. No. It was a 3 out of 10 for me, Garrett. But only because of the Nerd Coating. That overpowered. Like, I, it doesn't matter what, only because of Brain. <laughs> it matters what's better. <laughs> Honestly, I think you're right. It's weird because I, when you said the candy corn, I was like, no. But I was like, wait a minute. No, I actually like that a lot because there's some Nerd. I would, I would rate this very similar. They're like, they're they're both in like the D tier of candy it's just, it's just yeah, too just, chewy. It's disappointing. Yeah. No, it is disappointing. I'm glad we tried it, you know. I would have always wondered, were those amazing? <laughs> Answer, no. You don't need the Laffy Taffy Bites that uh, have an extra pop of flavor in the middle. All right, we got to go back to our, would we eat the whole bag? Yes. Um, the first thing, the Cheese it Grooves Zesty Cheddar Ranch. Absolutely. Yeah, I if, think I would crush that. that, that that's, a, that's a big box. However, I would crush it. Yeah. But, and I would absolutely crush a smaller box. Oh, yeah. I can confidently say I would crush this box. Yeah, yeah. they're a better chicken and a biscuit. Uh, Thanks, Gordon. That was a spot-on analysis. They just stole the recipe and threw it on a groove. That was, because, like, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I love this flavor, but I I didn't even think of chicken and a biscuit. And he said it was like, holy shit. Well, (laughs) we're alive. We broke broke the computer. That was my supercharger. Any, <laughs> anything else you fellas needed to, to get out before the long weekend? School bikes. Oh, that, that, I was about to be like, school. School bikes. Can't wait to see you, Jesse. Respect your elders. Congrats to Justin views. and Sarah. Mm-hmm. But can't wait to see you, Jesse. And until then, uh, later, dudes. Clear.